Hello and a warm welcome back to this week's episode of the Face Yoga Expert podcast. And today I am talking to Kelly Ryan. Now, Kelly is a meditation expert, a breathwork facilitator, a Reiki teacher, and she is hugely passionate about helping you to get into meditation in a really easy, accessible way. And for some extra meditation tips, I want to tell you about my book, The Face Yoga Journal. Now, I know many of you who watch this on YouTube and who are listening on the Face Yoga Expert podcast already have my book. But if you haven't, go grab yourself a copy either on Amazon. It's an amazing price um, or on any good bookstore. And the Face Yoga Journal has 52 key face yoga exercises but we also have in there journaling prompts to help you really keep accountable for your face yoga, but also help you to feel good in your mind as well. I go through different chakras and crystals and color therapy in there that's going to help you with each season of your year. We also in there go even deeper into things like breathing, wellness tips, affirmations. So you have loads in one book. So it's your sort of ultimate guide to face yoga. So you can get the face yoga journal now anywhere that you get your book. So without further ado, let's get into this week's episode with the lovely Kelly. Kelly, a warm welcome to the Face Yoga Expert podcast. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to have you here. And I've been delving into everything you do, which is so amazing and so aligned with so much of what I do as well. So I'm really excited to chat about everything, particularly meditation, actually. And I'd love to start right at the beginning of the meditation, because I know that actually isn't something you've always done. You actually had to get to quite a difficult point in your life before meditation became an important part of your life. That's correct. Yeah, I was turning 40. It was the year I was turning 40. And I had a psoriatic arthritis and it was really debilitating and it was preventing me from being as active as I would have liked in my own life and with my kids who were eight and 10 at the time. And also just making it really hard to juggle the demands of career and commercial real estate financing. And so I went away for my 40th birthday to a retreat and I took a mindfulness class and the teacher told me that if you're if you're wishing the past were any different or better than it was you're living in the past and if you're experiencing anxiety or worrying and catastrophizing all the worst case scenarios that the future could play out that's actually in the future and you're not in the present moment and i was like oh no because <laughs> i'm all of those things most of the time so it was a really big wake up call for me. Unfortunately, they had meditation classes uh, at the place that I was. And so I was like, okay, I need to do this for the rest of the week. And I just had an amazing experience meditating and made a commitment to myself to continue when I got home for just five to 10 minutes every morning before my husband and kids got up. And within a couple of weeks of being home, it just completely changed my life. It diminished. My pain started diminishing and I started feeling so much more connected with myself and my loved ones. 
and um, yeah, just a lot more present and happy. So it's something that I've never gone back. It's a, it's a habit that I've been committed to ever since that day. That's amazing. And now you teach it, of course, to other people. I do. Yeah, I never would have uh, thought that this would be the path. I actually, after a while of meditating on my own and and just, you know, bursting with curiosity about what the heck was making me feel so good, because for years I had gone to doctors and tried different medications, and uh, it took me a long time to get my autoimmune disease diagnosed. And so I did a deep dive into the science and the spirituality and all of that. And I decided to open a meditation center in San Francisco. And that was a great experience. At the time, I still had no intention of teaching myself. I just wanted to make meditation more accessible to more people because it had been so amazing in my own life. And then throughout the course of of having the studio, I ended up getting trained, you know, going to a meditation teacher certification. And that led to (laughs) breathwork certification, Reiki certification, and all that I kind of fell in love with it. So it's been a great journey. Yeah, such a great journey. And what does your daily practice look like personally when it comes to meditation now? Mm, Well, I am just naturally an early riser and I used to wake up and I think get filled with thoughts that I hadn't gotten enough sleep and, you know, toss and turn for hours. But now I just use that as a beautiful opportunity to have some quiet time to myself. So usually before I even get out of bed, I try to um, turn my thoughts to gratitude and do some deep breathing and just kind of fully arrive in my body. And then I'll set an intention for the day and spend a couple of minutes visualizing how I want to feel throughout the day and how I want to show up. And then I'll come downstairs and light my candle. And maybe um, I work a lot with aromatherapy or blessings herbs. And I have a daily devotional that I um right now I'm I'm doing Marianne Williamson's A Course in Miracle, which is beautiful. And then I do about 15 or 20 minutes of meditation usually. That's amazing. And what I love when I was reading through everything that you do was how you talked about how you do your meditation for your children. And I find that interesting as a fellow mama myself and actually working a lot with, you know, professionally and also personally knowing a lot of other mothers often the biggest reason why mothers don't do meditation, don't do breath work, don't do self-care, don't do yoga, is because they feel that they're putting their children first. But what I love about what you talk about is actually how you do it for your children. It makes you a better mother, it makes you a better person, and of course an amazing role model as well. Maybe you could tell us a bit more about that. Mm, Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And yeah, it has made me such a better mom. I mean, of course, I I look back and I wish I learned it even sooner because I know that they're, um, you know, the ages zero to six are so important in their brain development. And I wasn't as present at that time in their life. My kids are now though, 15 and 17. And it's just been the biggest blessing to my family. I feel like especially during COVID, I had all the tools and practices I needed to be a calm and steady presence for them. And science shows that kids actually regulate to our nervous system. So their prefrontal cortex isn't fully developed, and they learn how to control their emotions and their nervous system 
through our example. So when we can be calm and steady amidst the chaos of life, it's really regulating to them. It's just like, you know, the metronomes when you're practicing piano Mm -hmm. that you had and they'll start going in the same rhythm. Our kids are like that with us. And we're also like that with our pets and, you know, we're all energetically connected. So I do think that it's one of the greatest things a parent can do is establish these practices. And as a matter of fact, this weekend was Mother's Day and it was so sweet. They made me brunch and my husband had them do put ups and everyone would say a nice thing to me. And I was so surprised that my 15 year old daughter said her put up was that I don't get angry like the other moms and I don't come tethered and that she's starting to see that, you know, and that's no offense to anyone, but I just felt, I don't know, so good about that because I feel like that really is what anchoring yourself right here, right now, and not coming untethered and not, you know, cho- making a conscious decision to choose not to be bothered by the little things and to live in alignment with your values. And um, yeah, it's been, I'm just so thankful for that. So thankful. It's just so beautiful. And that's the greatest thing that we can hear our children say, you know, that I know. <laughs> well, anything, anything that's a compliment to us from our children, you know, we, we feel so deeply because of course we put our heart and soul. Well, into I was like, we need to do this every night. <laughs> exactly. You know, that's every time we thing. Thing. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. And if you were to sort of go back again and start meditation from the beginning again. Would you sort of follow the same path or would you do it differently? Would you maybe do longer? Would you do less? Would you do it sort of, would you teach it to your children whilst you did it? Because I'm the reason I'm asking this is because I know there'll be a lot of people listening who do do meditation, but I know that also there'll be people that have never done meditation and are looking to you from guidance. But yeah. actually, where do they start? So I'm intrigued to know that actually from you first. Yeah, thank you. That's a great question. I would do it the same. I, you know, for me, starting with a small commitment to five or 10 minutes each morning, and I'll never forget, probably about a month into it, I was driving my kids to school one day. And I don't know if someone cut me off and made me mad or something. But they said, Mom, did you do your meditation? (laughs) They noticed a noticeable difference pretty, you know, five minutes can make a noticeable difference. So um, I actually created a um, free offer on my website called the meditation Kickstarter for that reason. Because when people start micro habits, and are showing up consistently for themselves, and noticing how spending just 1% of your day meditating for five to 10 minutes in the morning makes the other 99% of your waking hours that much better, then you're more likely to continue and commit to it. So I do always recommend starting with just a shorter period that you can commit to daily. Even if you miss it first thing in the morning, you can come back to it throughout your day. I do recommend doing it in the morning. Our we're our brainwave state is a little deeper and we're just a little more receptive at that time. And also doing it in the morning and especially with setting intentions gives our subconscious mind direction for the day to, you know, follow what lights us up and 
go in the direction that we intend with the things that we're creating in our life. So I think starting with five to 10 minutes is beautiful. I personally need oftentimes am able to go into a lot of it deeper state. And if I have a little bit longer time, so oftentimes I enjoy having 15 or 20 minutes or even 30 minutes. But I think for starting out with just five to 10 minutes a day is a great way to start. And as far as meditating with children, I think it's great to include them if they're interested. Um, Children are able to meditate about the same number of minutes as their age. So that's a great guideline. And of course, you can share the the micro meditations I mentioned um, with your children. But the, the more important thing is for them to see your example doing it. So um, my kids have both gone through various phases where they're more or less interested in meditation. It's been really fun to share with my son, who's an athlete, some of the breathwork practices and visualization practices that are really interesting to him. And so I would just um, encourage you to notice what lights them up and and you know, steer things in that direction. That's such good advice. And meditation can look so different for so many people, can't it? Because I know for me, meditation is just anything which brings me into that present moment, but that can look really different each day. So sometimes for me, it can be like a walking meditation. So walking in nature and just trying to listen to the sounds, look at what I can see, um, what can I smell? Other times it's in a child's pose, like a yoga pose, and I'm just breathing. Other times I will sit and, you know, I'll place my hands on my heart and I'll maybe visualize colors or chakras. And sometimes yeah. I'll, I'll do visualization. So I wish that I did have a more structured practice. I don't, but I have more of an intuitive practice. So I sort of call on what meditation I need at, at certain points in the day. Do you have like a, a favorite go-to? Is it usually breath work that you would sort of go to? Breathwork is my favorite, for sure. It's just a great way to get out of my head and into my body and uh, clear a lot of stuck, stagnant energy and raise my vibration. So breathwork, I'm a huge fan of breathwork. Um, But I also just kind of follow my intuition, whatever it is that would be most beneficial to me in that moment. And that's why I love sharing meditation with people because I try to give them a toolkit that they then they're empowered to use on their own in that way. They can, you know, when you repeat certain meditations a number of times, then you're able to do it without any guidance eventually. Um, and so the the idea behind my teaching is always for people to be empowered to find the paths that work best for them and have a toolkit so that when life gets chaotic or difficult or challenging, they know how to bring themselves back to center. Definitely. And what would you say for someone that's at the point of complete burnout, complete overwhelm, maybe got a a chronic illness or an autoimmune disease, or maybe just is lacking motivation, but knows deep inside them actually meditation would really help and really be healing, but perhaps doesn't feel like they can start for whatever reason. What's your advice there? 
Well, there's no wrong way to meditate. We we meditate to get good at life. And so oftentimes people feel like they can't meditate because they can't stop thinking. And just like our when we sit to meditate, our heart keeps beating and our lungs keep breathing, our mind keeps thinking. That's what minds do. We have 50 to 70,000 thoughts a day. So you're actually not trying to stop your thoughts, but you're trying to notice your thoughts and bring your awareness back to your breath or whatever the object of meditation is. And each time you notice your thoughts, you're strengthening your ability to notice your thoughts. So just like we go to the gym and we lift weights and we are strengthening our bicep, when we sit down to meditate and we notice our our mind has wandered and we bring our attention back to our breath or our mantra or the sound, um, we're, we're strengthening our ability to notice our thoughts. And that's so empowering because our thoughts create our feelings and our actions and our outcomes in life. And while we can't control our circumstances or situations or other people, we can control our thoughts. And so as we learn to notice negative thoughts and self-critical thoughts and judgmental thoughts and choose different thoughts, we really elevate our wellness and happiness. Absolutely. And I'm going to I'm going to put you a little bit on the spot now and ask you if you could maybe just lead us through a one minute easy beginner's meditation. Now, lots of people will be walking or driving whilst they're listening to this podcast or they may be watching it on YouTube. Um, so they may be able to close their eyes. But perhaps is there something that you could just lead us through? So someone that's quite new to meditation or maybe someone that's done it a while ago and just needs to reignite that passion for it. Maybe you can give a tiny little taster. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Why don't you begin by closing your eyes if you're somewhere that you can close your eyes. And if not, go ahead and keep them open and take a nice, long, deep breath in through your nose, breathing all the way through your heart, down into your belly. Exhaling out through your mouth, letting all your air out as you draw your navel towards your spine. And imagine a shower or waterfall pouring water over your head. Take a deep breath and on your next exhale, sigh it all out and relax your body. Continue taking nice, long, slow, deep breaths in and out as you feel this water pouring down on your head, cleansing your energy and washing away any stuck, stagnant, low vibration energy, any energy that's not yours, letting go of any heaviness, tension, fully releasing and welcoming lightness. Feel the cleansing sensation as the water pours over your head and down the body and carries with it any energy that's ready to be released. Letting go of any fear, doubt, 
worry, lack, or stress as the water cleanses your body, cleanses your mind, and cleanses your spirit. Notice that you're beginning to feel more calm and relaxed, lighter as everything washes away, and you return to your true nature, your true energy. Thank the water for cleansing you and thank yourself for shifting your energy. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes. Thank you so much. What a beautiful meditation. And it just shows mm -hmm. the power of just one to two minutes and how it can shift our mind, our body, our central nervous system, our soul, everything. We really just come back into the center. Something which I have always found with meditation, and I've been doing meditation in some form of or the other for about 20 years now, but I still... Oh, wow. I'm at the point where my mind wanders. So even as I was doing that, I was just coming in and out of what you were saying. So yeah. I was thinking about something to do with my youngest daughter. And then I was thinking about meeting my friend tomorrow for a walk. Like all of these thoughts were coming. And yeah. I try to remind myself, just let them pass by like clouds in the sky. Yes. aware of them. Exactly. But we beat ourselves up for that, I find. We do. And I think for me, what made the difference was someone told me, notice your thoughts with curiosity and fascination. Yeah. And it helped so much because I used to beat myself up. I used to go, oh, you're doing it wrong or you're, you shouldn't be thinking that or I'll get frustrated. But it's actually, it's all about just noticing, right? It's, yeah. it's noticing that we're actually not our thoughts and we're not our body and noticing it with curiosity, like, oh, wow, I have a lot on my mind today. My mind is busy today. It's actually just noticing noticing what's going on with you because it's our our senses and our breath connect our outer world with our inner world and so just oftentimes we'll go the whole day without even noticing how we're breathing or yeah. what we're thinking or anything so it's actually it's something to be celebrated each time you yeah. notice that your thoughts are wandering it's like okay I'm noticing them you're present with yourself in that moment and anytime you bring yourself back to your breath you're bringing yourself back to presence. Yeah, absolutely. And I think something which has also really helped me with meditation is starting to understand a bit about my own personality and what what helps me and what, for example, I'm definitely someone that I do really well if I'm accountable to somebody. So for example, when I did my Reiki one and two training, we had to do self Reiki on ourselves every day. So before yeah. I got out of bed every day, and I think this probably was at least for a few months. I was definitely in the habit for at least three months. I may, maybe I did it for six months, but before I got out of bed, I would do Reiki on myself and I would go through all the chakras and I would do a lovely Reiki healing meditation. Now, as soon as I'd sort of signed off that I'd done that, you know, whatever yes. it was, I can't remember now, but whatever it was that my teacher had asked me to do, yeah. I got out of that habit. And I realized that actually, if I 
am accountable to someone for it, then I will actually do it in a more structured way. So that's something that has actually reignited that talking to you now and, and thinking about it. So I'm for me, I'm realizing actually, if I'm accountable, maybe if I have like a meditation buddy and we check in on each other, or I commit to like a certain program, like I know your program, you can commit to a, a certain amount of time, like that would really help me. And I guess I'm saying this for my listeners, really, to start to understand what motivates you, because that will be very different for everybody. Like some people will definitely not thrive when they're almost getting told to do something by someone else. It's the complete opposite. They actually want to have complete freedom in how they're going to do it. Or some people might say, actually, you know, morning is the time where I know I'm going to do it. It's going to become a habit. Or someone else might say, actually, it's just before I go to bed. That's the right time for me. So I guess what what I'm offering to my listeners and also sort of asking your opinion on is getting to know what suits us and then adapting our meditation to that. I think I'm a firm believer in that. And if you're uncomfortable sitting up, you can lay down, you know, find what works so that you can do it and you can show up for yourself because when you show up for yourself on in this way, as a regular daily practice, your your brain is moldable, you're rewiring your neural pathways, you're positively impacting your, not just your mental health, but your emotional, spiritual and physical health as well. And it's all, it's all tied together. We're under so much stress and stress causes inflammation and inflammation causes you know, all the diseases and auto, you know, chronic illnesses and stuff. So it's really beneficial to give yourself this gift. I I feel that meditation is more effective than most medications. I mean, it's that powerful. And I've seen it help other people's lives transform in so many positive ways from chronic illnesses to broken hearts, you know, to pain in the body, um, all going away because we're, we're not meant to be under the amount of stress that most people are today. So true. And if you were to leave us with just one top tip for inner peace, what would that be? Mm, I will have to say the elongated out breath. Um, mm. The quickest way to soothe our nervous system is to take a nice long deep breath all the way into our belly and exhale all the way out and elongated exhale, letting all the air out. And so that might look like breathing in for the count of four or five and breathing out for the count of six or seven and letting all your air out. And when we do this, we're sending signals to our nervous system that we're in a safe space and it's okay to rest and relax. So if you think about it, if you're about to be in an accident or if your boss calls and says, I need to talk to you this afternoon, you might kind of, you know, hold your breath and it's like a short, shallow breathing and a lot of tension and constriction in the body. And so when we elongate our outbreaths, our nervous system can relax because it knows we would never do this if we were in danger. And that's something we can do on our own. The breath is free. It's always available to us. And um, you can just, you know, cue yourself to relax, whether you're 
in line at the grocery store or in a traffic jam or having a difficult conversation with someone, you can do this breathing to yourself and it's really, really helpful. And I wish that they taught that to everyone in preschool. Absolutely. And they are more and more now, which is wonderful to they see are. actually, which yeah. is great. Yeah. Kelly, thank you so much. Would you be able to share with everyone where people can reach out to you, where they can hear more about your meditation programs and where they can ask you any questions? Yeah, thank you. It was so nice to connect with you today. And anyone who's interested in exploring meditation more can go to my website, which is anchormeditation.com, A-N-C-H-O-R-M-E-D-I-T-A-T-I-O-N. And that's also my Instagram and LinkedIn handle. So um, I do a lot of work with individuals, coaching them privately, and also offer an online six-week course that's available. And on my website, you can opt in to receive a one-week meditation Kickstarter where I, um, the first day we talk about intentions and then the remaining six days, I do just a brief lesson and practice on the six pillars of modern meditation, which are relaxation, compassion, emotional awareness, brain training, open-heartedness, and manifestation. Amazing. I love that. And just as a side note, I love your background as well. So I know that the podcast listeners won't be able to see this, but anyone watching it on YouTube will be able to see. And I love how you've got all the neutrals and even your manicure is matching as well. Beautiful. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's all intentional. Gorgeous, My little sanctuary. Beautiful. <laughs> Thank you so much, oh, Kelly. I appreciate it. Thank you. It was so Thank nice you. talking to you. Thank you so much for listening to the Face Yoga Expert podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please do rate and review it. Let me know when you listen to episodes, tag me in on Instagram at Face Yoga Expert. And don't forget to check out my website, faceyogaexpert.com, which has all the information about my teacher training, my two books, Danielle Collins Face Yoga and the Face Yoga Journal, my skincare range, Fusion by Danielle. Danielle Collins and all the other courses and offerings that I have. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.